have no idea what to do with my savings account. Someone, please point me in the right direction. So this person says, I have $100,000 sitting in my savings account, and no, I'm losing money through inflation. I'm 40, smoke and drink, so probably not the best health. My wife doesn't work, and I'm currently making about $50,000 a year in Texas. My home is paid off and currently valued at $250,000. My three cars are paid off, have $10,000 of credit line that's paid off, and aside from a bunch of medical bills, not mine, have zero debt. I also have a $15,000 401k that I'm contributing to through work and a $250,000 life insurance policy. I have no idea what to do with this money and I feel like the stock and housing market is about to crash. My goal is to make sure my wife and three kids are set for life if anything were to happen to me. So let's get into this and kind of like break it down, right? Because again, personal finance is personal. So everyone's situation is a little bit different. So I'm going to answer this and how I would react to this if I was in this situation. By the way, if you want to learn how to like master your money, just go down below in the description of this episode. So this person has basically no debt. Now I would pay off the medical bills because it's probably his wife or, you know, maybe their kids. I would pay off the medical bills, right? That debt because, you know, that's still debt. I don't necessarily know why you got three cars. I'm guessing probably for like your kids or something. So I guess that's fine. Making $50,000 a year, like in Texas, isn't that bad. That goes pretty far in Texas, right? So that income, I would like to see that kind of grow up, like you get a little bit higher. Like I would hope that you would eventually get to the point where you're making about eighty dollars to $100,000 per year after taxes. But either way, again, still not that bad, right? Like $50,000 a year isn't really that bad in Texas, especially when you got really no debt. Right. And also a paid for house. That's absolutely amazing. Right. Now, the 401k, keep doing that and just, you know, contributing the max that you can to that just to, so that you don't end up paying taxes. Right. Same thing with a Roth IRA. If you haven't done that, do that because, again, you don't really want to give the government taxes if you can help it. So do all the things legally that you can to not pay taxes, right? Now, when it comes to, like, okay, the main thing about this that I'm most worried about and would be most worried about for, like, in my situation or anyone else's situation is the whole smoking and drinking situation, right? Yeah, smoking and drinking can have a massive impact on your health insurance and your life insurance policies and all that kind of stuff, right? So if anything, it might be a good idea to try to find a way to help curb that, at the very least help curb the smoking, right? Because smoking, I think, might be viewed worse than drinking when it comes to like health insurance or life insurance. But either way, still not good either way, right? But hey, if you choose to do that, that's a personal choice, right? 
So I'm not going to like yo at someone for not well, you know, for smoking and drinking. It's just you're correct. That's not really a great health, like best for your health kind of situation. And you're right. It's going to cost you money. So it just depends on if you're okay with it or not. I mean, financially speaking, you could deal with it. It's like it's not that big of a deal for you in your current situation financially. But at the same time, I would try to just like get rid of that because I would like to try to live as long as I possibly can. And smoking and drinking is just going to higher the likelihood of something happening to you health-wise, right? So like, I don't like the idea of personally, purposely putting myself in a situation where my health is going to diminish and my life expectancy is going to diminish, right? It's kind of like, you know, cutting your finger with a butter knife probably isn't going to do too much to you when it comes down to like, you you end up, you know, losing your life in a sense, right? Like directly. But, you know, maybe that butter knife has some little bit of amounts of rust in it and then somehow it ends up cutting your skin just enough to where it gets inside your, and infect your skin and end up you passing away from like a weird rust infection. You know, you never know, right? So I don't really like the idea of just purposely putting yourself in a situation where you're going to end up causing potentially a lot of damage for not really much reason, right? Now, this whole $100,000 sitting in the savings account. Personally, I would not be holding $100,000 cash in a savings account, right? Because here's the thing, right? Your house is paid off. You got no debt. You don't really need that much money as like an emergency for really anything, right? I'm thinking maybe $25,000 max would be a good emergency fund in this situation. And it could probably cover all of your expenses for a year, probably, because everything's just paid off, right? So, you know, let's just say that, you know, you pay off your medical bills without even touching these, without even touching the $100,000. Let's just say that, right? Just to keep things simple. I would put $25,000 into like an emergency account. And then $75,000, I would gradually not you know put everything in all at once i would gradually put money into probably the s p 500 or just buy a cheap house in cash and rent that out for just some monthly income right because the thing is it doesn't really matter what you really do in the situation right just put your money into things that will increase your net worth but also having more cash come in right because i mean think about it if you were to buy like a cheap house nearby right that's about like seventy five thousand dollars and you just buy that cash so you just collect the checks that come in when you run it out that's pretty amazing and not only that you never really have to sell it right so you could just always keep collecting the cash from it that it generates not only that you could end up passing it to your kids, right? So you could just pass down these income-producing properties to your kids, or you could pass down, you know, your investments to your kids so that they could pretty much be set for life, right? Because the thing is, depending on their expenses, and if you teach them really well on, like, not spending a whole bunch of money 
right? If you basically teach them like, hey, save 50% of your money, you could blow like 20% or 25% of that money in however way you want, but then the other 25% you invest or save as well, right? Or a better option would be, let's say that you teach people to save like 50% of your income, you know, after taxes, all that kind of stuff, right? And then you take 10% out of the money that you saved to just completely blow, right? To just completely spend however you want, right? Which means that you got 40% left of your income to really do really good saving and investing to really grow your net worth. If you teach your kids that, they're going to be set for life, right? And if you end up start working on building like a portfolio of, you know, rental properties that produce immense amounts of cash per month, like clockwork, right? And you give them ownership of it as time goes on. That's going to be amazing, right? And not only that, if you were to create like some sort of like, you know, portfolio of income producing properties that are paid for off in cash, the amount of cash flow that you'll be having per month, just from the rental income would really not it will help you not really care too much about you smoking and drinking in the sense that you could probably afford whatever might come your way, right? Or you could possibly afford any treatments because just the amount of cash flow that's coming in, you're like, okay, I can deal with this, I can deal with this, I can deal with that. Uh, that's a new expense, I can deal with that though, right? Because the thing is, you know, you don't want to get to a situation where you are not able to bring in any money coming in, right? So I obviously don't know what this person does for like a living, but if they use this money in a way that can produce some sort of income on a consistent basis, that might make them feel a little bit more comfortable. And if I'm feeling the same way that this person is, that's what I would do. Right, I would lean more so into something that produces immediate, consistent income, which is more so like a cash paid off property that I just rent out and start collecting checks or you know cash for the rent and all that kind of stuff, right? Like clockwork, because then I'm like, okay, that's an added $500 per month. Oh, that's another $1,000 per month, however it is that you're renting it for, right? And that's just an option, and that's probably what I would do in this person's situation. If I were to give your thoughts, it's just if you're feeling that iffy about it, that you have $100,000 in your account, you might as well put it in something that's going to just start paying you, right? Because that's going to make you feel a little bit better. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it feels like I lost this money, but that money is literally st- like you know sitting in something that I could literally look at, literally go to, literally work on it if I want to, but also, it's literally giving me money per month. So that might help someone in this situation really be like, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with parting this money into a property that I know I could rent out very easily. So that's what I would do. Feel free to leave your thoughts. Sure, this was someone who might be in a similar situation, but hey, having $100,000 in cash is pretty awesome. Having a paid off house is pretty awesome. Having three cars paid off is pretty awesome. Just make sure to pay off your medical debt and, you know, try to live a happy life, right? I mean, 
yeah, you want to set your kids up and your wife up for, you know, the rest of their lives. But at the same time, I hope that you're actually spending time with your family as well, because that's also important. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.